0: Thank you so much for tuning in to She's All Over the Place with Kiriaki. That's me.
1: You have faith in your family. To you got faith in your pastor You believe just what he says Be good Be kind Be faithful Things will get better someday You got faith in stuff that you read Things you see on TV But tell me Where's your faith in your dreams? I got another verse. You got faith in your leader. You said they're doing their job. You got faith in the economy. Your back. you put your money away for the future hope and pray one day you'll get it back you have faith in everything you read lots of things you see on tv tell me where's your pay? Peter, let's play a little bit. Yourself, you say, Man, I'm too old.
0: everyone. I have Joey Williams with me today. I'm super excited. What's up Joey? What's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also tuning in is uh Nikki Scorpio. What
2: up, Nikki? Yeah. Scorpio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a Scorpio so that's you know special.
3: You mm, know.
0: Joey Williams was born yeah. in Brooklyn and he was raised in Queens in New York City. Woohoo! Yes. Yeah.
2: New Yorker.
0: Yeah, his father made a lasting impression on him. And gave him his first guitar when he was six years old. That's early. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: he had a plan.
0: Yeah, it was meant to the stars. It was meant for you. So that's right. Joey is a part of the Blind Boys of Alabama. And they have five Grammys. And Joey received a Lifetime Achievement Award that was presented to him from Jimmy Jam. From the famous jimmy jam and terry lewis like he is unbelievable an amazing spirit an amazing soul and i'm so honored to have him on she's all over the place hey joey thank you so much for being here
2: thank you for having me so cool
0: definitely definitely so we are in the um days of the lockdown i mean i remember seeing i mean we did the the sophisticated psychos variety show together and then yes Yeah. And then, um, you know, it was amazing. And then, um, you were going to be on tour, you know, going to Australia, you went to Australia and then like, you know, two weeks after lockdown, I'm looking at your stories and you're (laughs) the only one in the airport and, you know, you were coming home and you had to stop the tour with the blind boys, right?
2: Well, we actually didn't have to stop it. We were blessed enough to have gone the whole tour. And that was actually the end of the tour when I was coming home that time.
0: Got it. Got it. Yeah. Tell us some stories about the blind boys. What are, like, what's a favorite story you could share with the viewers? Oh, my goodness.
2: I've been with them over 20 years. So, oh, my goodness, where do I start? But the last tour was one of the most memorable, one of the most memorable, because we we were going to some um, countries that were safe during this pandemic. So it was a special thing because everybody else was was like going through shutting down and everything. And every place we played, like Sydney, was open. But then the day after we left Sydney, they shut down. And then we go to another place, Melbourne. And when we leave there, it's shut down. But all of these places we played over there, we played. Uh, places in Australia we hadn't played before, and um, they had loads of people. and I mean, looking out, seeing all those you know twenty and thirty thousand people and wow. fifty thousand in places, I look back and I go, you know, there's no way, you know, I, I don't know when I'm gonna see that again, you know yeah, <laughs> so seriously. We go to, no yeah, we go to New Zealand, and as soon as we get to uh, New Zealand, they shut Australia down. You can't go back, Wow! you know, and as soon as we left New Zealand, which was the last day, which like the 15th, 16th, 17th, something like that, of March, coming home, as soon as we went across the border, you know, they shut New Zealand down, and which was one of the most safest, you know, countries to be in at that time. So all my friends and family were telling me, get home, get home, we want you home, get home, we're scared. And I was in the uh, most (laughs) safe place
0: and you're a champion and and all the blind boys they're champions too to be able to you know because they're um you're the youngest out of the blind boys so they were you know uh traveling during that time is everyone safe everyone quarantined for 14 days and everything after they got back
2: yes everybody's been in uh ever since we've been back jimmy has been home every time i talk to him i said you're all right he said yeah man i'm just i'm just here <laughs> i'm just sitting here you know listen to the radio watching TV, listen, you know, so I'm just eating, you know, so he's home and we all are. I talked to Ricky so we're just trying to do something, you know, while we're home and try to get some social media presence, you know, yeah. something that we're not used to because we're always on the road.
0: Right, right. Yeah, you have to get with the, you have to get like build up a social media marketing team to help get the blind boys more known on a digital platform for the uh, the younger generations, I guess. Right. So yeah, you're about to set up the whole production challenge. Of like videos and cameras and editing and all that stuff, and and do some jams together, right? And do some like online shows and stuff?
2: Well, yeah, that was a challenge for us, you know, because all the um, live stream concerts and things like that were going on and people going in the studio recording. But you remember, our fellas are uh, up in age now, so they're pretty high risk. So, we couldn't get together and we all live in different cities and states mm-hmm. but that means we would have to get on a flight or something like that and, and go somebody has to fly for us to get together a few of us would have to and that would you know maybe present a problem with them you know that would, so nobody's feeling safe enough to travel like that for us to get together but we are trying to do stuff online like show uh, maybe uh, unreleased documentary stuff or never seen concert footage something like that
0: yeah yeah, cool, and like a collage of photos of the legacy mm-hmm. that you all have together. I know, I know, yeah, people need to see that, especially the youth. You know, to understand the the jazz and the soul and the blues and the culture of you know the original funk that you guys have brought to life into so many stadiums across the nation.
2: Oh yeah, we bring the soul and the gospels to wherever we go. You know? yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, so I mean, let's just dive right in. I mean, you, you've been to the White House three times. You performed for President Barack Obama. George W. Bush and Bill Clinton. Yeah. Yeah. How are those yes. experiences? Or do you want is there a highlight from one of them that you can you want to share with us?
2: Oh my goodness. All three were different in the in in a different way. Because one, we were there and it was Hillary who spearheaded that and that was for the National Endowment for the Arts. And we have uh, received that award that year and they wanted us to perform that particular year, which was my first time this that was my first year with the boys and um it was a a funny story it was a one of my first times and I didn't I was so new I didn't have one of those outfits they wear the uniforms that they wear the suits I didn't have it so um I think we received some sort of a check I think like maybe ten thousand dollars or something which comes with the award and they said well um well we got some news for you well you know, we're getting at 10,000 and you can have a thousand of it, but you'd have to have a suit on like we do. So now, in between sound check and actually playing, I'm running around through Georgetown in DC trying to find a suit that looks like that with a white shirt and stuff. But, uh, and me and my wife, we both were down in Georgetown (laughs) searching. uh, But we did find it and we enjoyed that. Oh yeah, (laughs) of course she (laughs) did. Yeah, so we did find it. And uh, that was, so that was uh, one funny part about the George Bush visit where while we were taking the photo, and we were all lined up and he and Laura Bush was separated and you know guys sprinkled in here and there and he's like hey I told Clarence of George, I got my eyes on you over there you know I see you over there with my wife you know so he was cool and we didn't really realize you know President president down to earth and funny like that so that was cool and then performing with uh, for Barack Obama the guys was just you know they were just really really taken back because they never dreamed in their lifetime that they would be you know they were even even be a black president and much less, yeah. you know, us actually, much less us actually meeting him, you know, yeah. and performing there, you know, so that was uh, real special. Yeah, that was a real special.
0: Definitely. I'm sure um, Obama and his wife, I'm sure they're like really big fans of you and the blind boys of Alabama.
2: Oh yeah. They, they were enjoying it. It was uh, them and her mother, his mother-in-law and the two kids, two girls. They were all there clapping and standing and 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 digging it.
0: So it was filmed. So maybe when you do these montages, it'll be something that will be included. Is it on a YouTube somewhere where people can look at it?
2: Yes. It's on YouTube. It's about Blind Boys um, at the White House.
0: For great footage and uh, visceral moments, just go to YouTube and type in blind boys of Alabama. Um, yeah, yeah, that's so cool.
2: Yeah. You get lots, lots of stuff, lots of stuff there. We've done things that, um, most people like me just don't know about, you know, because unless you just know or follow us, you wouldn't know, you know, we're in certain movies and, you know, different things like that.
0: I mean, I only have a short, uh, white house story. I mean, seriously, it was, um, I was invited to go. it was only uh, it was a 200 person dinner so it was 100 people and then they could bring a guest and Obama was. Um It was a it was a dinner. It was the Christmas party uh, dinner. It was a Christmas dinner at the White House. And I was invited. And because of like all the attacks and what happened and everything, um, Mm -hmm. you had to send in your passport and they had to see your passport, double, double extra security. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, But I went through a breakup and I was so in such a bad place. It was really, really bad. And I couldn't muster up to get on the plane to go. So I was invited to go to the White House
2: oh no Christmas
0: dinner i know <laughs>
2: oh that crazy breakup
0: <laughs> that, was, that was so i don't regret too many things in life but that that i think about sometimes it and that just like really came up because that's An epic experience yes and be invited to go to the White House you know that is but I mean who knows maybe one day you know Nikki Scorpio over here will get invited to go perform at the White House or maybe yes so I'll be invited again as a guest or you know that's right like you know how it is you took Monica you can take one person
4: that's right you
2: get that plus one
0: It'd be that V <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I V I. Yeah. And I love being invited to places I've never been.
2: Me and too. Never,
0: and I've never been to D C. And I, so I, I really want to go. And anyways, I, I, I blew it. I completely blew it. I admit it. It, <laughs> i also had an experience where like um i could have gone to vegas you know after not going the other alternative was my friend or boyfriend were in vegas and it was like the opening of um the encore the other one then the, the encore it was like opening of encore or something like that And mm-hmm. just come we'll go to the spa we'll be in the spa for the whole entire time i just i just couldn't get out of my bed to get onto a plane not even for 45 minutes I just I couldn't do it so that's how bad the breakup was <laughs> it's a very dark place but yeah it's life you know it's like yeah but there's there's dark and there's light and there's up and down and that's the thing about um being an artist you know
2: yeah you you, you know sometimes you know you're gonna miss out on some some opportunities uh there's one sticks out in my mind where that I've missed, that I really, really wanted to be there. And I was on tour, that's back when I was um, touring with both Blind Boys and Robert Randolph in the family band. And during that time, we were on the Eric Clapton tour, going back and forth. So during that tour was, a festival called Crossroads. And that's uh, something that Eric Clapton puts together. And he has uh, everybody who's, you know, anybody who plays guitar, you know, and I mean, from the top, from the BBs to Buddy Guy, I mean, to every, everybody is there. And we were on that. Um, Robert Randolph, family band, we were on that. And oh. it was two, three days of that. And I was due to get in let's say on that Saturday or the day they called Family Band to do it was on that Friday which was the same day I was in Nebraska with the Blind Boys and the next day when I came they had already did that but I was on for the rest of the tour but I had missed that festival and I mean they had everybody that plays guitar everybody you know and being the guitarist you know that really bummed me out you know because <laughs> I really wanted to be there for that one but I saw the next day you know as a as a fan you know, in the audience, but I did want to, you know, kind of perform there. But that's called Crossroads. Eric Clapton, he does it every year.
3: Yeah, sometimes life has a way of um, intentionally having us miss things because we don't know what would have happened if we were shown that maybe something would have happened that wouldn't have been in our best interest. So, right. Sometimes it, it can be emotional to miss out on things, but but who knows? You know, we're we're here to this day, and thankfully, as artists, we're able to express and. And, and music and, and transform people's lives through the music, you know?
0: I hear the birds.
2: You hear the birds?
0: I'm so pretty.
2: Well, no, the windows are closed.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love hearing the birds. I, I love hearing the birds here around like 4 or 5 a.m. I hear Uh uh-huh. birds away it's so pretty it's just so
2: like amazing and i also got the frogs are killing since the uh, water is happening you know the pool just opened the pool last week uh last friday Bless So you. yeah,
0: whoever yeah. In the pool right now it's like all in <laughs>
2: yep uh-huh. so yeah. so while they, the process they were in it they were like uh, all around
0: so um, yeah, I mean, you've been on David Letterman, his late night show. You've been on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, The Colbert Report with Stephen Colbert. Uh, let's talk about some of those experiences. How was that for you?
2: Well, that all of the shows were, were, were awesome. I loved doing those those shows back in the days, you know what they all host. But um, David Letterman, the first time we did David Letterman with the Blind Boys, um, Paul Schaefer sat in and a couple of other people in the band. I think just Paul Schaefer and him, the only two that sat in. But that was like so exciting to me because I grew up watching David Letterman. I love the, you know, the the late show band always did. And for, for Paul Schaefer to actually be, you know, playing, you know, sitting there when we did People Get Ready. It was our first time, I'll never forget. And I did a solo on that show and kind of sang a part. Ben Harper recorded that with us, cool. but he wasn't there. So I sang his part and I did the solo that he did.
0: I and, love
2: your solos. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so that yeah, you was have a that, great
0: voice. Oh,
2: man, I, I try. I, I, <laughs> I try to hang in there with those guys.
0: I can't. I mean, seriously, it's like you. When, I've seen so many artists perform, and then when I, when I saw you perform live, it's just like it, the way you just strum that guitar s- string. The string, I mean, it's just like it's like boom. There's something so magnetic and vibrant and live about it. I mean, you definitely uh-huh. have the magic touch and the magic sound from.
2: I love it. Oh, yeah, I love it. I love playing. I love it. You know, it takes me up, takes everything away, you know, everything. So I just love it.
0: We can't wait to get back with you in person so we can jam out in person together again.
2: I can't wait. I can't wait to jam out. I just wanted to, you know, like I was just saying, I wanted to um, play with somebody so bad, you know, just sit in or just, you know, just just jam like a live, you know, uh, playing somewhere. Like, it's just so you know, you didn't realize, you know, we were taking it for granted.
0: You have no idea. Like I, I got (sighs) a studio. I got four mics. I got a producer sofa. I got the area where like the engineer, like does the computer stuff where the artist records. I mean, for like the musicians to come over and just jam. And and Nikki (laughs) has one song, like, What's the, what's the name of it motorcycle motorcycle and it's like you're gonna be perfect on it and i envisioned you we were gonna come over and we we're having you over when you came back from you know from the tour and just like really? jam out and get on the song and i mean we're still gonna make it happen but like it's so wild being in in isolation um, i know and it's like i i've been able to record and I, I released angels and rainbows a few weeks ago which is really cool nikki did the, the drum and bass for the first time he produced yeah. to send you the video but yeah it's just it's so wild. so i'm ha- i'm happy like i i set a studio up to be able to just create but you know i can't imagine like all the artists out there man like i really feel for the artists who who don't have like a home setup and stuff where it's difficult that they can't be like performing and expressing themselves yeah and, um you know and then it's you know, which equipment to buy and to spend money during a pandemic. So you can have yeah. to do something, um, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful that I was already, you know, set up and everything like that.
3: Yeah. We need to get a uh, Joy Williams hologram going on over here. So <laughs> let us know. <laughs> <you>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah, you can, I'll tell you, you can play all day, you can play all night, you can get sad and then get to, you know, pick up an instrument or or get some music and do it all day and all night. But like doing it with someone is a whole nother thing, you know? Mm -hmm. You can't get that, yeah, you, get to, you, know, you can't get that same feeling, yeah. but we, you know, but, you know, we will, you know, trying to trying to reinvent myself, trying to do.
3: Definitely, <laughs> we've definitely been watching some stuff where there was groups that were performing and it was more like uh, pre-recorded stuff where, like, the drummer would, would lay down his part and, you know, basically lay down their part and, and, and keep it going like that, and they would do kind of like a, a mock-up performance, and I thought, oh, that's cool since people can't be around, so there's definitely there's ways yeah. of doing it, you know, and, and it's been interesting to see um different artists how they're more just some people are just hanging out and just dancing with their fans and with their friends and it's it's right. more about you know the human connection right now more more than ever. I think now as artists yeah. we're all we're all reinventing ourselves, you know, and, and, and connecting more with the, you know with, with the people that, that fuel us and keep us going. So I think in, in some sense it's it's helpful.
0: You're an inspiration for people and yeah, more more people definitely need to you know, be in your presence and hear your vibes and everything. Yeah, you could probably
3: connect. You could probably go live with some fans that have instruments and probably do like a jam session oh, or something like that with them. That would that'd be, be cool. fun.
0: Yeah. A lot of people yeah. like that. Everything's about like en- engaging and interacting. And I mean, you're you. So when we're ourselves, you know, like we're like, oh yeah, this is what I do and stuff and to, to other people, it's like, oh my God, just to do, just to do one thing out of all the things you've done in this world is like a dream come true for most people, you know, but you're people. I'm so excited. I mean, I'm going to share the story, um, how we met. Let's talk about that for a second. All right. In 2005. Oh my God. That's That's right. That's right. My dear friend, Robert Sturman, he's an amazing artist and he was asked to do the cover for the Grammys for 2005. And of course, you know the night before the grammys they have an honorary event where where were we
2: we were in, yeah um shrine i think uh in, La- in los angeles
0: yeah it was just it was it was the night before the grammys and um you know robert's like signing his autograph he's just you know everyone's just in line and stuff and and there's joey with the blind boys and and there's me of course and it's just like this magnetic connection and we've been friends ever since
2: yeah yeah that was a that was a cool night
0: yeah 2005
2: 2005. I wasn't quite sure what year that was.
4: 2005.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, such, it's been such a beautiful blessing to be able to watch you blossom through the years and just witness your greatness, you know? It's just uh, yes. such an honor. I was, gonna
2: have, I was there with my brother. My brother came to that one. Um, my brother Dana. We were at the, that night where's the, um, what do you call it? The uh, nominee party. Yeah. yeah. That was the nominee party. Right, right. Yeah. Where we get our... Um, and take pictures and stuff. Yeah, he came with me uh, to that. Uh, Monica gave up her a plus one to my brother Dana.
0: That's very kind of her. <laughs> and then Robert, Robert can have his plus one, and Robert Sermon, and I was his plus one. I mean, how cool is that,
2: right? That's very cool. That's right.
0: Yeah, we got to do so many cool things together. And then um, Nikki just um, edited the lyrical video for Angels and Rainbows, and you know, a lot of the first responders. In the video, uh, a lot of that is all Robert's photography. So I'll send it to you, so you can. See. Wow. Yeah, he's just so inspirational, and so he had to reinvent, reinvent himself. He started um, the Grammy poster. Um, it's, um, off of it's off a Polaroid, and it's off a Kodak Polaroid, and he manipulates the drawing with tools, you know, um, while it's processing. And then Kodak announced it was, you know, years ago, maybe I don't know, six, seven years ago, they announced they're discontinuing it so he bought up as many as he could and, and stuck them in the freezer because you have to preserve them but when he's done he's done and he had to reinvent himself as an artist because he's a living artist you know most people it's like oh okay they're they've passed on or something
4: right
0: yeah he had to totally reinvent himself and and we did a whole series together that you know it's that people can't do. But his, his photography is amazing. Do you follow cool. him on Instagram? I do. I'm going to connect you two so you guys can follow yes. each other. Because, yes, yeah, I mean,
2: definitely do that.
0: Him is how I know you.
3: <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: so <you're gonna> <laughs> That's him. right.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, that is. So I, have, so I have a question because I, I know you performed at the Grammys, Kanye, Mavis Staples, John Legend. And, and what's it like because it's like when you're performing in front of people, you're you're performing in front of fans, but what's what's the energy like when you're performing in with colleagues and people that that are in the industry with you? What what's that like?
2: Um it's really really cool to get that reaction that we get from our peers out there. And it seems like, I tell you, everybody loves the Blind Boys, you know? And then when we do what we do, we receive so much love from, from the audience. I mean, you know, we just had a uh, small uh, part. I think we did a couple of choruses and, or something with Kanye with that whole thing. And I tell you, when we came out, the people were, were just so surprised to see us and they were so happy to see us and then like cheered us on. It was such a cool thing. Nice. So something like that to hear, see them Kind of giving it back is so cool. Same thing with um, Robert Randolph, family band. We did that as well. We played the Grammys and it was uh, Outcast, people, you know. Parliament Funkadelic, George Clinton, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Wow. And we all did like a little funk section. You can pull that with both of them up oh, on the Grammys. And we, uh, when we came on, and I mean, they just gave it up so much. You know, we saw all the big guys, you know, that we looked <laughs> up to, you know, in the audience and like jamming and like pumping their fists in the air, you know. So it's such a great feeling to see the people that's doing it and doing it bigger than you are really digging, you know,
0: you know. Yeah, I was definitely thinking while while you guys were sharing, I think it'd be so cool to reach out to Kanye now like and y'all like did a song together. That'd be really sweet.
2: Yeah. Now is the time. You're right.
4: um, I mean,
0: mean, seriously, we need the gospel soul more than ever. People's spirit needs to be inspired. So, uh, you know, we just need to like blast through. So the blind boys of Alabama are like front and center of heart and soul. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Definitely. Yeah. With all this time you have, you're even offering um, lessons for people who want to learn guitar. So maybe like girls, boys, um, you know, whoever, um, all ages, if, you know, they want to learn guitar, you're, you're offering lessons, right?
2: I am offering lessons um, online, Zoom lessons, private, one-on-one. Yeah, Yeah. and um, I've also done some chill sessions as well. A chill session is when they call and they don't want to actually learn how to play a guitar or they may just be a musician or a fan. I had a couple of fans who called as well just to call and ask me questions like some of the stories I'm telling you, you know, Twenty years with Blind Boys and fifteen with Robert Randolph and Family Band. It's just like um, I got a load, loads of stories, and they're just asking me what was it like to you know record with uh, you know this person and record with that person and, and perform with this person. You know, so those stories and yeah. those things are chill sessions. It's whatever they want to, you know, it's whatever they want to do, whatever they want to talk about. Live lessons.
0: Yeah, they just want joy right now and just to smile and hear stories. I mean, that's what makes the girl, the world go around The story. So, um, how can people get in touch with
2: with you on Facebook, your email, Instagram. Yeah, I'm on Joey Williams on Facebook and J-O-E-W-I-L-L 17 on Instagram. My Instagram is joe will 17 and um the joey williams project is on facebook as well i'm teaching on live lesson masters you pull that up and um look for me and i'm teaching some rhythm some soul guitars i'm teaching guitar that you know not everyone can actually do it seems easy but it's not it's kind of you know it's different you know i don't know if it's um as difficult as i'm making it seem but you know uh, there's techniques to it and i'm teaching that you know every day now and um vocal harmonies and stuff like that teaching and i'm doing the chill sessions and that's with live lesson masters
3: oh i'm interested i'm intrigued
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's been some fun things you know we're talking about jamming before and sometimes you know we're sitting back and forth and um me and the student starts jamming <laughs> <Yeah>. by accident <laughs> yeah
0: I think it'd be really sweet also if there was like, you know, a couple, if it was their like anniversary or something, and it was a surprise gift from like a yeah. family member to their mom and dad or something. Yes. Session with you, or they're just like jamming out and, and listening or just having the stories. That's yes. really sweet of you. You're so mm-hmm. sweet and so sweet.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We also, um, on that same thing, on that same, ben- on that, uh, along those same lines, we do, you know, how those like watch parties and stuff like that.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. we do those as well for live lesson masters we get together you know like you can call it and we we'll watch something together you know um i think robert randolph did it with um the uh, draft nfl draft so it's different things that you know we all get together and watch the making of or something or just um celebrating someone's birthday or father's day or anything like that you know, they have all the all the fathers. They're all online. I'm just, you know, I'm willing to do, you know, whatever to do, especially for the fans and people who I've been down with for so many years. I was just on one last night. Was it last night? Yeah, last night. Um, mm-hmm. It was about, yeah, it had to be like 30 of us on there. And now, was did just you one.
0: work with Bill Collins on Brother Bear?
2: Yes. Yes, that was one of the great ones, too. Oh epic. The Disney movie Brother Bear, that was back in, I guess, I can't remember exactly the year, but we went into Capitol Records to do this, and the name of the song is Welcome. Mm-hmm. Yes and um Phil Collins did the bridge on it and um I couldn't believe I was doing the bridge with Phil Collins I couldn't believe (laughs) I couldn't believe it because he was another one that I grew up knowing I mean from his drummer days you know with Genesis and stuff like that so I mean I've been a fan you know really all my life since I was young you know right up. I knew about him because
0: of my mom you know but it's like epic it's like Phil Collins yeah oh yeah it's like Sting it's like Joey
2: Williams like (laughs) (laughs) and to be right near those cats I'm like oh my goodness but It was it was it was really really awesome. Disney treated us, you know, great. I really enjoyed that whole experience, the whole Brother Bear experience.
0: Yeah, cool. Tell us about like, um, you know, one of your movie experiences from like maybe like I don't know, uh, the Universal Pictures one you did. Hop.
2: Oh yeah. Well, with that, well, actually, a story with that Brother Bear is I flew my sons, uh, two of my sons, down to Florida where they were premiering, and I took them. To the premiere and after we got there we were watching the movie they went and found some friends and stuff and invited them some i guess some little girlfriends and stuff you know just brought them in with them because we had extra tickets and while we were watching the song comes up but when we lay the tracks everybody laid uh different tracks clarence fountain george scott you know jimmy carter and me we all laid different tracks but we didn't know where they were being placed so we're listening and listening and then i hear my voice you know and my sons look over at me and then I hear another r- run of mine. And then I hear me again. And then like, I'm all through the the, through the whole song. And now they're all laughing. We're all laughing. I'm like, oh man, I couldn't believe that they were actually letting my voice rain through <laughs> throughout the whole song. Yeah, so excited. And then we did um Hop, the movie Hop, the universal Pictures, with a, a, a bunny who loves playing drums and he yeah so he wanted to give up easter because he was like the designated easter bunny i think and he wanted to give that up he wouldn't do that because he wanted to play drums so um we came into play and we were in the studio doing a song and the bunny came and came into the studio while we were rehearsing or recording and he snuck on the drums while ricky was out you know, I guess at the bathroom or something, but he didn't think the guys knew because they were blind. So, mm-hmm. then, so then Jimmy said, he said, wait a minute, we recognize out. That's not you. That's not Ricky. So yeah. So that was an awesome experience. First time. And I had a speaking line in that too. Um, oh, yeah, the Hoff was in that sets,
0: Man, Those union sets, they, are the craft service and those. Reunions, yes. And like, Oh yeah, bring it on. You
2: know, and you know all about that.
0: <laughs> you know this, you know
2: this. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm
2: all about craft service, man. That's right.
0: Yeah.
2: Yes. We are actually, we are in uh, another movie. um, Madea Goes to Jail, one of Tyler Perry's movies. We sing, uh, when they're taking her to jail, we're singing Nobody's Fault But Mine. That's us singing that.
0: That's a lot of responsibility right there. Oh, yeah. You got to message out, Tyler Perry, yo. Yeah, you need to contact him and be like, yo, like, I am in it to win it. And don't forget about yes. me. Yes. Don't forget about
2: don't me. Forget okay? about me. That's don't forget about
0: me. I will come to Atlanta. I will come uh, there.
2: Yes, indeed. I can drive from here. I
0: will, uh, I will get there. I, um, No problem. I will just get there and I will, because you have to quarantine for, like, for 14 days before you can even, like, go on to a set. So, we can, uh-huh. we, can all quor- we can go quarantine in Atlanta.
2: That's right. That's right. Do the 14 and get to work. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. So what are some words of inspiration for the listeners? You know, um, words of wisdom, quotes, books, something, something you want to say that, you know, choices you've made that you've done and, and you're like, hey, like, go for it. What, what are some like thoughts and words on that?
2: My advice to all the musicians, if you love it, you know, stay with it. You know, um, a lot of people have it and they know they have it and they stay with it and they still don't get where they think they should be. A lot of people think they have it and don't have it and they get, you know, a little further. So I say if you're a singer, sing everywhere. Sing as much as you can, you know. Musicians, same thing. Perform for free, play for free, you know, sing for free, you know. Uh don't limit yourself. If you think you can't, you know, try it anyway. You know, if you think it's too much, you'll you'll know. <laughs> so I just my to to me I say just keep doing what you're doing if you if you know that's what you you're destined to do and you'll know that's what i'm doing and i i stay i stay you know faithful and um i stay prayed up you know and and always seems always seem to make a way out of nowhere you know make it or think i'm not gonna uh I don't know, be somewhere on time. Just, you know, things as little as that. It happens. What's going to happen now that there's no um, live gig checks coming in now? You know, I don't know what I'm going to do. Getting
3: that YouTube money.
2: Yeah, so then now... There's the the YouTube money. And now there's this that I never thought lessons and stuff like I never thought would be. For the world,
3: what I get for the world, they get to to get uh, lessons from a legendary person. I like the, there's a quote that says something along the lines of, to your point, um, if you think you can't or you think you can, either way, you're right. You know that that belief and mm-hmm. that faith of yours, I'm sure, is taking you to, you know, miraculous places, just uh being able to to keep that faith. I, I know that for every human being there's always those breaking moments. I think I have a I have a good question for you. If you could go mm-hmm. back to when you really got started and, and were really right at that point where you're like I can make money doing this, now where you're at, what would what would you tell yourself?
2: At the beginning of this?
3: Mm-hmm. The
2: first thing I would tell if you, if you're making money, save a lot of it. Save more than you did. You know, I saved a little, you know, but I I spent a lot. <laughs> but having said that, I have enjoyed the heck out of my life, though. That's right. So, I mean, you know, there's that double-edged sword. You know, I can look back now and, and say, you know, man, I wish I hadn't did this or spent this or whatever. But then I had such a good time doing it.
3: <laughs> I think that's I think that's more more important the enjoyment. I I've seen something else um, on a bunch of different walls where they interview, you know senior citizens and, and they say, you know, like the same kind of thing, like, what do you regret or what do you think? And it's like, there's more of a focus on enjoyment. Don't work so hard. Don't, don't stress yourself out, you know, make sure that you do things to, to really, even, even if it feels a little stressful in that point where you're like, oh man, I wish I had more money. Hey, you, and you enjoyed it. You know what I mean? And, and you have those moments where you shared with people and, you know, and who knows, who knows what branches and what blossoms, from that, instead of the frustrations and the regrets of saying like this is probably you know having that faith and keeping that faith strong to say like this is taking me to a great place you know right
0: yeah speaking of faith um I want to circle back around to um you know inspiration of morals and ethics because doing the the gospel soul and having your faith is is one direction of like the Holy Spirit and the divine light there's also the separation. Um, or in the illusion and desperation of since you're doing things for free, and then people are desperate, and then people cross those invisible boundaries, those lines get crossed. And if you're female or male, I mean, it happens to a lot of people. And I know it happened to me. I'm not like, oh, a victim, like woo is me, like it happened to me. But I had experiences along the musical journey where um, people cross boundaries and we're really like cutthroat about certain things. And so, you know, what are some rules of thumb, like what you would do, what you wouldn't do by, you know, sticking to your faith and, and more the business side of it, you know, and that fine line of like, oh, like, cause there's, it's not like you're going to an office nine to five, you're going to like an office meeting, or sometimes you do go to an office meeting no one's going to meetings out. But, you know, for the people who are maybe networking with someone online or someone who's networking with something, how much is too much or like, listen to the little voice inside. Like, but even if you know that little voice, like even we who have that voice as humans, we go against that little voice or that little voice isn't loud enough. You know, we have different circumstances and stuff. So what are some great things that you can say to help an artist on their journey and to stick within the parameters of, their safety and and their health for, for their journey?
2: Well, I believe, like, if you feel strongly about what you're doing, what you have to offer, I say, keep that guarded and make sure you charge, you know, accordingly. And whatever it is you're expecting, you know, stick to your guns and try to get that. Now, starting out is one thing. Starting out, you have to take A lot of, you know, unless you're extraordinary, you have connections or something. Unless you have that, you have to take some things that you wouldn't want to take. You have to do some things for free, but things not um, outside of your moral boundaries. You know, so I'm just automatically thinking that we're not going to go outside of that. But you do things that you wouldn't ordinarily do, like, you know, play for free or sing for free or just play in front of somebody who knows somebody or sing in front of somebody who knows somebody and don't mind doing that. When you're going with someone else, if you are a plus one going to a concert and you're backstage with artists that you don't know. You want to be the last person in the room to say anything, you know, unless somebody's gesturing to you or speaking to you. Things like that. Going to a place and being the loudest person there. Um, and then you're looking around and you're the only one talking. And That's
0: a good idea. You don't think... <laughs> you're not going to get invited again.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, ears, ears open.
3: That's
0: a... <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's
3: definitely... I need to join yeah. Williams
2: after mine sometimes. You know, just... There's, there's a you know a lot of different things that yeah, you learn yeah. on the road
0: yeah i mean during this time I mean since you're doing the lessons and stuff are you also open to maybe mentoring and coaching people with certain things um Def- them as well
2: definitely definitely um that some of the chill sessions turn into turn into that mm-hmm. because along with q a and tell me a story or how is it working with this person then they're also as well how do i keep going on in this business or how do I try to approach auditioning for this band or, you know, different things like that, you know, as I said, we've all done, you know, uh, auditions and stuff. So there's, you know, there's a way and, you know, so they ask these different kinds of questions. So yeah, definitely open to mentoring and given what I know I got over 30 years uh, yeah. maybe 40 since I've been doing it because I started as a kid.
0: They say it just takes one person. So it's like that one person who has the insight of like the information of like the inside. I mean, it could go different directions of like jingles, commercials, movies, TV, or it's like, even, right. like the gossip of like, yo, the, this tribe of people who are doing music, they're like, yeah, you want to get in and out or this these people are like quality and they're not going to like, you know, stick it to you with like a bad deal later on or because I mean, you read what you read in the gossip magazines or online or people's history but when you're on the inside and you've been doing it for over 3 decades then you have inside scoop of like, you know, the the legends live on and go on and then you know like who's who and what's what and you know those, those important things that you need to know because there's people obviously, you know, in the industry who are just like don't have the best intentions, especially if they're preying on new people. So to have someone of quality, someone of your, you know, stature and nature and your, the nurture that you can provide is so awesome. And you're a father. So like you can provide that to the people that you're coaching and it could be uh, people of all ages.
2: Yep, all ages.
0: Yeah. So where in the world haven't you gone that you want to go?
2: Oh, let me see. Um, right. You know what? I want to go to Dubai. Yep. I've, never been to, I've never been to Dubai. Um, a couple of my friends been there, but um, that was a place I, I used to... See and but I've never been. But we've been. I've been to every continent in the world.
0: Well, I have some friends there on lockdown, so I've been invited, and I haven't gone yet. So when you go, let me know, and let's go together, and we'll. Okay. We'll have a really, really good time.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Heard is Heard it's fun. Yeah. One of
0: the places uh, I want to go to.
2: Yeah, my drama Austin. I think he 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 went recently.
0: How many times have you been around the world?
2: Oh, I'd say. Mm, several
0: yeah
2: wow. yeah several i supposed to be in europe right now oh. we supposed to, yeah we supposed to start on the third of may and we supposed to be coming back next week or, or this weekend the 30th or something like that we were coming back at the end of the month yeah and, you know, it's, it's around the world many many times
0: oh uh out of all the instruments you've played do you have a special baby unique one that's your favorite go-to uh
2: Yes, I have two of my favorites. One, her name is Goldie. And I see she's a Fender Strat custom. I got it from uh, the custom shop in Orlando. Musicians, they know that one. Across the street from the uh, House of Blues. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, got them from over there. And um, Duesenberg, I have a Duesenberg that I um, play and I love. And her name is Doozy. And that one, yeah, she's special because Prince actually played that guitar. Oh,
0: really?
2: Wow. Mm-hmm. I have a Red Duesenberg, and um, he came to a show, and I didn't know Jimmy Carter was in the audience, and you know how he goes out into the to the crowd, and we're on stage, and a guy tapped me on the shoulder, and I go, um, what is it? And then he goes, Prince wants to come out. And I go, what? He says, Prince wants to come out. And I go, what? And then he turns around and points to the to the dressing room, and I look back, and Prince is standing in our dressing room while we're on stage. Oh, Wow. Yes. So I go, oh, yes, he can come out. <laughs> oh, my so gosh. He, yes. So he comes out, he's clapping, and, you know, looking out. And I you know, remember, Jimmy is out in the crowd, in the audience. So everybody's looking at Jimmy. Nobody even notices Prince, you know, on stage. So he's like, you know, just clapping and maybe trying to go to the mic or whatever. And then um, he couldn't figure out what to do. So I gestured, do you want the guitar? So he gestured back with his hands in the air, like, yeah, give it to me. And I took it off right then. Gave it to him I had a stool On the stage I said "Um, If you don't want to strap You can sit on the stool He sat on the stool And he started jamming Like he's been jamming With us forever And yes He played And he played For a good I don't know Five minutes Or ten minutes Or something like that And he got up Gave me the guitar back And he stopped over At the uh, piano Played piano With uh, Jason Crosby Was playing at the time He stopped over there Played with him For a second And then Left the stage And we didn't see him anymore Until like One of those Grammys
0: wow oh my gosh i wish i i wish i was there in person i wish i was
2: there for that moment, oh, but. it was so it was it was so crazy and it was a small place it was a, a place in um i think there was a knitting factory or something like that in la oh yeah i
0: remember
2: the knitting factory yeah yeah it was right there and they caught like there's like 30 seconds of something like that on on youtube you can look for that like prince sits in with the blind boys or something like that I can't
0: oh, believe yeah. I missed out. I can't believe I wasn't there. Like where?
2: I know, right? And it was in L.A. too. So I, yeah, I can't believe that.
0: I can't believe I wasn't there. I missed out on the White House. I missed out on you and Prince. I mean, that's right. I, I thought I, I thought I had it together, but I, I'm not, I'm starting <laughs> to think actually, I, you know, who oh gosh God, God.
2: You me. must have been out of the country then, because I knew you by then. So, you um, you. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You weren't around. Yeah,
0: it was in the winter. This uh, the summertime.
2: That's
0: right. <laughs> Maybe it was summertime. Maybe I was on a yacht somewhere. Let me,
2: that's right.
0: You go. Maybe I was like sailing on, you know, in the South of France, Corsica. That's
2: right. Yep. Either that or on a movie set or something.
0: Uh, you know, okay. If, if, I, if I was sailing around the yacht, I I'd rather have been with you and Prince FYI. If I was on a movie set, I got to make that money.
4: That's right. <laughs>
0: <make> money. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, yeah. Um, I would love to play a couple of your songs um, from the Joey right. Williams project. I would love to play, um, you know, a song or two from the blind boys. So uh, that'd be, that'd be really cool for the listeners to hear. All right. Yeah. Which one, which one should I play from Joey Williams project? And which one should I play for, um, from uh blind boys?
2: I'll give you a choice of two for the, for the project. One is um, called daddy's guitar. Daddy's guitar is me talking about, My father teaching me how to play, you know, he didn't teach me a lot of things. He didn't teach me how to drive or work on cars or anything, but he did teach me how to play guitar so it's a story about that it's a song about that and the other one is um one of my favorite bob dylan song uh serve somebody and uh jimmy carter from the blind boys he does a he does a verse and another one of my friends frankie he did a verse too so there's that and then from the blind boys of i guess from the latest album a song i co-wrote with uh one of my boys steve ray latson and jimmy sloan and it's called i can see and that's on the almost home album
3: Oh. Yeah. Great choices. Excited to give them a whirl and give them a listen and to share them.
2: Yeah. yeah, that would be awesome.
0: Cool. All right. Well,
3: we'll
2: appreciate it.
0: Yeah. And no, I, we appreciate you and we'll close out with that. And I would definitely love to have you back on. She's all over the place in the near future.
2: Okay. Well, I'm so honored to be on the podcast and, um, don't forget to check me out on all the platforms and go check out blind boys of Alabama's website, which is blindboys.com and maybe shop for some merch or something like that. And, you know, help us out while we are unable to travel right now. Yes.
3: Yeah. yeah. Support the legends and the arts for sure.
0: Yeah, you heard it first from the musical director of the Blind Boys of Alabama, Joey Williams. Give it up, everyone! Woohoo! Amazing.
4: <laughs> yes.
0: So, my dear friend, rock and roll. God bless you. I love you so much. Mwah. Take care. All right, you take care right, too. So next
2: bless you guys. Stay safe.
0: You too. Mwah. One, two, one, two, three, go. Oh, uh-huh.